Hi, everybody. And welcome to That's Life, where as soon as we were done with Perm Suda, we looked at each other and said, now let's get ready for Pesach. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here every Thursday at 10 a.m. right after Charlie and right before Nachum's live lunch as I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. And by the way, didn't that come to fruition on Monday, where there was the confluence of Shushan Purim and St. Patrick's Day, where here in Manhattan there were plenty of uh, celebrators who uh, were very visible in their green and um, made Shushan Purim that much more exciting here in Manhattan. As a person who took the subways a number of times that day, I can tell you, frankly, it's a little too much excitement for my taste. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, I am joined by Jason, who is new here at the Nachum Siegel Network. What is up, Jason? Hey, Miriam. How are you? I am well. Welcome aboard, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, you've, <laughs> you've had a nice indoctrination. There have been a whole bunch of remotes last week. You were there for everything. Uh, so far, so good, right? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, you're, you're having a good time, and thank God everything is going smoothly, so no complaints, and welcome aboard. And uh, the Lower East Side's not so bad. Not so bad. Can't park, but it's good. Why can't you park? Oh, because the one hour in front is a problem. Terrible. Aren't you, one second, aren't you, oh, you're not on Hatsala. No. You're on the fire department? Yep, I am. Oh, so I, they don't bother me down here about the about parking in front, because they're actually very respectful of the Hatsala shield in my window. That's good. Yeah, so by the way, as a, as a Hatsala wife, there are very few perks, so I will take that one. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. And if you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, do what Abby Stiefel did. Yep, remember Abby Stiefel. She friended me on Facebook, also sent me an invite on LinkedIn. You can shoot me an email, Miriam at com. I will not respond to you during the show. Because, you know, that's just rude, and I need to focus on what's going on here. But I will get back to you afterwards. Also, please follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net. That's all one word. And Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. Shout out, by the way, to everyone at Gourmet Glot who hosted Naomi on Friday. Howie and Yoli and their entire team. Plus, a shout out to ZK and, of course, to Jason, who is here with me in the studio. We were in the meat and refrigerator section on Friday, and I have to tell you, man, it's cold there. <laughs> uh, it's not a euphemism. It was cold. Um... Yeah, it was it was so cold that we were all wearing gourmet glot sweatshirts the entire time, which was totally fine because they're cute and they're they're comfy. To be very honest with you, that has become my go to zip up sweatshirt. But um, Naomi, poor Naomi, she was so cold that during the show she put on her Uggs. She put on a pair of 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 lined boots because she was just that cold. Her daughter had brought them with her when she came to the remote she had brought a couple of things for naomi that she needed during the show and naomi looked at me during the show and i'm like put them on you're freezing like what are we gonna do the kid needs to uh she needs to warm up so poor naomi but anyway naomi is such a consummate professional and frankly she is so talented that the show as always came off without a hitch and everyone was happy and it was a really really good program and then of course gourmet glot came back to uh was back in purim in all purim fashion because last year they had this purim carnival or this Perm Chagiga, so to speak, in the store. And once Naomi was done, all of a sudden there were people on stilts. There were people on stilts. There were balloon guys. There were clowns or whatever. So it was actually a lot of fun. So Kola Kavod, as always, to Gourmet Glot for being wonderful, wonderful hosts and for getting in the Perm spirit. Today, by the way, is a pretty unique, I don't know what word I just said, pretty unique show here at That's Life. And rarely do I do a show 
that really revolves all around one thing. But today I am making an exception. Um, it's actually multiple facets of one thing. Nachum highlighted the new Koran Children's Sitter this week on Buy the Book, and I have the opportunity to speak to three people who were behind the scenes of the making of this new Sidur that was um, launched or introduced to the world at IJED just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm really looking forward to this because when I saw it, uh, I was handed a copy of it when I went to Koran when I was in Israel the first week of the JM and AM Marathon. And to say that it had me at hello is really an understatement. So I'm looking forward to this program because, I, A, I think it's important, and B, this sitter is just not to be believed. Korn Publishers, they are supporters of our work here at the Nachum Siegel Network. They're supporters of our weekly programming by the book. And this sitter was a collaborative effort with uh, Yeshiva University and the School for um, University, uh, the uh, sorry, the Center for University School Partnership. Anyway, we got to get to a lot of things today, and our calls are going to start coming. So let's do our favorite segment. Ugh, why can't I open this one? Oh, this one's broken. You know what it is. If it's broken, it's null and void. Null and void. All right, this one's broken also. These are not the L.E.Y. Cats ones. This is the old stash. Do not call L.E.Y. Cats and tell him that I have a whole bunch of broken chops, uh, broken uh, fortune cookies, because that's not the case. Jason, you got a scissor over there? There's a scissor over there. We should have a scissor. No? All right, I'm going to rip open this box. Because these came from Judy. This is still the Judy Hertzfeld package. And Judy, man, does she know how to close a package? I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. She can send me care packages any day. Judy, you know, by the way, you no need to, by the way, <laughs> I can only imagine what this sounds like. Actually sounds pretty violent. Got it. I wrote in my hand to do it, but I got it. All right. Let's open the box. Ah, intact. It's amazing. Because you know, if they're broken, they're null and void. Okay. Here we go, Judy. Here we go. Today's fortune. Eat something you never tried before. All right, let me just tell you something. Confucius is like totally, totally slacking off. Because last week it was the Gretzky comment, which you and I all know was literally taken out of Wayne Gretzky's mouth. And now this, eat something you never tried before? What do you, I don't know, what do you want me to do? A chocolate fortune cookie? I have no idea what you want me to do. You know what I did? I had a hamantashen filled with Nutella. Which, I have to tell you, really wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't low calorie, but it wasn't bad. So that was something new. So see, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Today, by the way, is absolutely incredible kid day in the national holiday category. Absolutely incredible kid. It is also Companies That Care Day. Great American Meat Out Day, which is something actually I do every single day. It is national, um, national, what second, what's this one? Oh, Alien Abduction Day. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that works and how you celebrate it and... Well, I'm sure there are people who are, and if I get one email about a tip of how to be abducted by an alien, I'm, you know, removing that person's app from their phone. It's also Won't You Be My Neighbor Day. It is World Storytelling Day. It's the Vernal Equinox. Yes, folks, today is the first day of spring, or so they say, at 12.57 p.m. today, spring will begin, which I guess is why it coincides with Snowman Burning Day. I don't know how that works either. Um yeah, there are a whole bunch of things uh, in the national holiday list that I cannot list today, but um, the Won't You Be My Neighbor Day, I think, was the cutest one that I saw. Some of the other ones are just freakish, like International Astrology Day. It's linked to the spring equinox. I don't know. Everybody's got funny things going on. But anyway, we are about to start with our first guest, and I'm very much looking forward to having her on. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And calling in from Israel is Tani Bayer. 
Tani Bayer serves as the art director for Corn Publishers Jerusalem. She has created hundreds of book covers, including those for Magid Books and Toby Press. Tani made Aliyah at the age of 13 from New Jersey and grew up in Jerusalem. She is married and the mother of four children. As an artist and a parent, Tani is passionate about the new Corn educational series. Her enthusiasm can be seen in the colorful, vibrant images and educational components on every page of the Sidurim, and I would say that that's an understatement. Hello, Tani. Hi, how are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. So I, I, I mentioned before when we were off air that this sitter had me at hello because <laughs> I, I, I literally fell in love with it as soon as somebody, as soon as you did, I should say, put it in my hands. I get that. I mean, it's definitely unique and it's something we haven't seen before. In so many ways. I want to, I want to just take a step back before we even open the CDOR, and explain to everyone what's the difference between an art director and an illustrator. Okay. Um, the illustrator actually creates the illustrations. The art director oversees the project, directs the illustration, gives feedback, and then um, I actually do the layout. So when I get the illustration from the illustrator, I, in my, in my, um, in InDesign, which is, you know, graphic design talk, um, <laughs> put it on the page, put the text in, use different fonts, different colors to create the right balance for the page. Got it. Okay, so there is, so we should also start by saying that there is obviously much more than meets the eye when it's talking about illustrating any one of these sidurim. A lot goes into it. A lot goes into it even before you see the visual, obviously. Um, almost like a storyboard is created beforehand um, with the ideas and the concepts, and then it all comes together slowly, piece by piece, until you have a balanced creation. So can we talk about the cover for a second? Because if we were to judge this book, and I use that term loosely, obviously, um, not to be disrespectful, by its cover, okay, it mm-hmm. would, it's automatically engaging at the beginning. Because I, And I am looking at both the Ashkenaz, this is the... Um, Everyone should also, sorry, everyone should also understand that there are five Sidurim at different levels. And I don't mean levels of orthodoxy or commitment or whatever. It's levels of education. This one that was first introduced at the IJED conference was, was Safer Aleph or Sidur Aleph, as the case may be, that is meant for the younger children. Right. So I am holding in my hands both the Nusach Sfaradim and Ashkenaz. And so I'm going to primarily refer to the Ashkenaz sitter, just so that we're both on the same page. And sorry. Okay. okay. So I'm looking at the, so the Ashkenaz one has this pale yellow kind of warmish glow to it. Is that, is that a good way to explain mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I think, I mean, it has maybe even like a gold, um, like something that for me is very magical and spiritual at the same time. Right. What, what? I think from the first second you see it, you get that, you get that feeling. Right, and you know that you're still looking at a Korin Safer, at something that is, a Korin Sidur, because the Don Lifnemi Ataomade is still front and center, in the middle, in that classic font that we all know to be Korin. So you know from the, from the onset that you are still getting a, a, an unbelievable Korin publication. Exactly. We really wanted to try to create something that evolved from um, a childlike Sidor to a mature adult-like Sidor, but all the while keeping within the family of the Corin look so that a child, as he grows up, is so familiar with 
sort of our branding and, and what we associate our Sidur with, that Dalif Nei made and sort of the illustration also on the cover evolves into um, a more mature look as you look at the other Sidurim as you go along. And why is there this this cute little bird on the front? I mean, there are, you could have put lots of different wildlife on the front, something that's engaging, etc. But why a bird? You'll see the bird throughout the Sidor, um, kind of lovable, kind of just representative of the idea of, of a child um, starting out small and new to the world and then flying off. Um, there's also that idea of spirituality um, that a, a bird soaring in the sky evokes oh, also. Nice. Right, nice, nice. That's something I didn't pick up on, but I did notice, um, and I guess when I have on Renat Gilboa, who's the illustrator, who is um, mm-hmm. following you in terms of this lineup today, I'm going to ask her um, more about the bird. But one thing I loved about the bird is that it's it's almost doe-eyed. It's 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 refreshing, and it, even though this bird is, n- I mean, has no mouth, like it's smiling. Mm-hmm. It's somehow or another, it's smiling. I think that's amazing, and that's exactly art, that anybody looking at something beautiful takes different things from it, and that you see that and you feel that is exactly the idea, that it's so subjective and personal, and it becomes yours. I'm telling you, this was made for somebody like me, because (laughs) there's not one page in this sitter that I don't appreciate. And as I go through it, one thing I really loved, and I guess this is something that you're specifically uh, responsible for is that each page feels like it has a texture. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of um, that beauty comes from Renat, and that's her, her amazing style. I mean, Daniel Rose and I um, and other people collaborated in the begin from the beginning um, in looking for the right illustrator that would convey. Um, I think a lot of what you said about the cover that um, you want something that a child can relate to and, and feel and love. But it's not a children's book. It's a Sidur. And it should still be spiritual and it should still be uplifting and provoking. Um, well, you know, the colors shouldn't be, I don't know, overwhelming. Right. Um, and all the, and, and that was what we found in her. Um, she does these beautiful illustrations. That's just her style. And uh, she's just amazingly talented. Whose idea were the icons at the bottom? Because one of the things that people who are not even understanding what I mean by icons at the bottom is that there are there are different images at the bottom of the different pages as you go through the Siddur that that link back to the teacher's guide that the book that the Siddur comes with but each pa- mm-hmm. but each page is very um almost child interactive in that every one of our kids knows what an icon is so they look at the little picture at the bottom and see which one is slightly brighter than the other ones that are dimmed and say oh this one is for that or this one is supposed to reflect on that it's exactly that. I mean, it was, it's amazing as a navigation tool. Um, it tells the child exactly where they are using a style that they can relate to. Um, in addition, though, and I'm sure um, Daniel can explain this idea even more beautifully, um, it represents this idea of ascent and descent, which Rabbi Sachs talks about in his introduction to the Koran mm-hmm. Sidur of Sulam Yaakov, that you ascend with tefillah, and you reach the, the height of tefillah with Shmona Esrei and, and Shman Shmona Esrei. But then you take it back down. You descend into everyday life, and you take all the spirituality and all the, the connection that you just felt, and you incorporate it into your everyday life. So subtly, we put that in with the arch of the icons as well. Mm. 
So it serves as that concept as well as the obvious navigation for, for where you are in the sea door. See, you can see that I, I didn't pick up on that and I think that that's, I think that that's great. And one of the most important reasons for that teaching manual to come along with the sea door is so that kids can pick up on every nuance or, or can have a guided experience, so to say, so to speak, with their sea door. Exactly. That's so yeah, important. There's so much depth in each page, and even in the illustrations themselves, so much went into the idea behind the illustration, as well as the cover note, the questions, the thought questions that are found on each page, um, that without the companion, it's beautiful and amazing on its own, but it adds so much dimension and depth when you have the companion that a teacher or a parent can use to stimulate a lot of thought and, and idea behind each tefillah. You should know I'm doing this without the companion. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I, I want you to know that that um, that you're right. That there is so much to still gain without the companion. How much more so when you get the companion? Yeah, yeah. You know it's, what else I thought? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I was gonna. Uh, one thing that I was very taken with is that um, the little boy and the little girl who are who you know beautify all these pages. That the little boy is a redhead. Yeah. I yes. love the fact that he's a redhead. I need to understand who made that decision. That was Renat's suggestion. Um, we actually started with our, our very first spread was Adon Alam. That was, we, you know, we talked about the ideas and how to illustrate and she came back with Adon Alam and she went with this little redhead and he was just so adorable and cute and different. You know, he's right. the one who stands out and has personality and thinks and is out there. It's funny because so, that that's that's yeah. what got me also. Like I, you know, the the little girl is a brunette and that's fine, and she's got some re- red streaks in her hair, and that's great. <laughs> but there's something about this little boy that really the fact that he has red hair, and yeah, I have a thing for redheads. But the fact that <laughs> the that this little boy with his red hair pops off the page, he almost becomes he almost becomes your friend very quickly. Well, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's I'm, really great. I'm telling you, as soon as as soon as this was handed to me, I'm looking through it. And I'm like, wow, this is a far cry from the Cedar Shiloh I was given in first grade. And I'm not. I was just thinking that <laughs> that that's what I also grew up with, and how different is this from what we grew up with? Right. Well, we always want better for our kids, and I'm not knocking the Cedar Shiloh, but there is this is such a. I mean, even the size, even the size, and the fact that it's. It's manageable and it's not too heavy. Like I can see my little kids holding this sea door very comfortably. I mean, I've watched my my kids flipping through it all ages and appreciating it on different levels, and it's an amazing thing to watch. How how exciting has this been for you as a mom to be a part of this sitter? Well, it takes me to the the, the comment about the Shiloh sitter and how. I just didn't have this experience with tefillah and I grew up from and I grew up in, in day schools and I made aliyah and went to schools here. I never connected to the words the way I think a child will through the sidur and how for my kids to have that opportunity um, to to really understand the words, not just literally because they're, they're Israelis and they can understand the words, right. but to really understand the concepts behind the tefillah because they have an illustration or they can think of an idea now that connects with Tefillah is, is just amazing to me. And I also loved, of course, I mean, classic Koran, and I would not have it any other way, that Tefillah L'Shalom HaMedina, the, the Tefillah that we say sure. on behalf <laughs> of Eretz Yisrael, Medinat Yisrael, is on page 93. And um, it would have been out of character 
for Cora not yeah. to include this from the beginning. But really, it, and again, I'm sure somebody's going to be rolling their eyes and say it's a political statement. It isn't the farthest thing from a political statement. It's where, it's where we want our kids to be very, very young. Throughout the Sidor, you find the values across the board. It's, there's no separating between Medina um, Yisrael and Ben Adam Chaveiro and nature. There are all these beautiful concepts that exist in our lives every single day. And people, and just as I'm perusing through it, and I know that I'm going to speak to Daniel about this a little bit later on, but with the different filot that are included in this Sidor are also questions in English for kids, uh, upon which kids can reflect in order to make each tefillah more meaningful. Exactly. And exactly. I mean, I just look at Yishtabach, and, and the little girl has next to her a cloud that says, how do you feel when you sing? Right. I mean, every kid is going to relate to Yishtabach in a different way. Every kid loves to sing and relates to music. This, and this a totally different experience. And this Sidor is meant for which ages? This is from, I would say, kindergarten till second grade. Right, and it's and it's so much of so much of this filot, so many of this filot that we want our kids to know and to provide um, what is going to be a great basis for sidur number two. Right, that I mean that'll be a natural evolution um, to the next stage where either and the, I mean, we still are developing the whole concept, but. Um, there'll be an evolution of the uh, illustrations and obviously many more tefillot. I'm going to ask you one more question before we have to wrap it up, and you're going to tell me that I believe, <laughs> I believe that there was a method for this. And so even if there was no reason for it, make it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the back page, the, the, the back page of the C-Door before you have the flap, where it says Koran Publishers Jerusalem at the bottom, and it has the picture of the bird. Um, mm-hmm. Why is the bird facing up to the right? Um, looking out. Yeah, uh, that's okay. <laughs> because no, uh, um, to me it's like and I mean you can tell me, Miriam, you've really thought too much about this, <laughs> and it's very very possible. But the fact that the bird on the cover faces up to the left, and the fact that this bird on the back faces up to the right, totally reminds me of the Kruvim. Oh. That is beautiful. I love that you're so creative. <laughs> I have a master's in English, so this is like totally up my alley to be able to take something that that is, you know, so beautiful and literary, etc., and read, as I like to say, read Rashi and Tosfos into it, and mm-hmm. and try and get mm-hmm. into other people's minds. So when I when I noticed that at the beginning, and I don't think anything is by happenstance. So when I noticed that at the beginning, to me, the first thing that struck me is that the Kruvim, that this is really something holy and something that that is so meant for just holy work. Yeah. I can't say that I had that idea, but um, <laughs> for me, the bird looking out, it's just natural that the bird would looking, be looking up and out because that's what we do. We gaze out to the world. Um, that's part of our, our growth. And as a child, the curiosity and the amazement at the world and all the different things that they see, that's looking outward. Well, so I would say, if I'm going to be creative, that I'm taking the tefillah and the experience and the journey that I just had from, from the tefillah, and then I'm looking out to the world with, with those kohod and with, with everything that I just experienced. Well, Tani Bayer, I, I cannot thank you enough for your time this morning, and kol hakavod to you on this unbelievable publication. I really look forward to putting it in my kids' thank hands. You. Thank you. Look forward to hearing their 
their experience as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great one. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And my second guest is on the phone, also from Israel, Renat Gilboa is an award-winning Israeli illustrator and graphic designer. She specializes in digital illustration. She has illustrated books, logos, and posters. Her art was selected amongst thousands of artists to be featured on an Israel official Israeli stamp. Renat has a master's degree from the Betzalel Academy of Art and was selected amongst many artists to work with Corin Publishers on its newly launched educational series of Sidurim. And she joins us now. Good, good morning, Renat. Good morning, Miriam. How are you? Uh, see, one of the things I love is speaking to Israelis who call me Miriam. <laughs> okay. It's great because in New York, I'm Miriam. And it's not nearly as pretty of a name when you say it with the New York heavy accent as it is when you say it with an Israeli accent. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks. My pleasure. <laughs> as I told, as I told Tani a couple of minutes ago, I am completely in love with this Sidur. I cannot stop talking about it. The illustrations that you are responsible for are completely magical. Thank you so much. Absolutely my pleasure. And the first question I want to I want to ask you that I actually just brought up with Tani was about the little boy with red hair. Yeah. Tell me about him. <laughs> okay. So um when I started this project, I got from a Corinne the Adonoram spread, and they told me, okay, so now start to, uh, to illustrate something for Adonoram, and we have this concept, but, you know, feel free and, you know, give us your suggestion. So I, you know, I started my sketching, and this was m- the first character that I fell in love with, and um, it was really important to me to make him a boy that um, anyone can identify with. He can be Israeli, he can be American, he can be an eight-year-old or even a six-year-old or even less or more. Right. You know, someone that you can really uh, feel that you know. Yeah, I agreed, absolutely, and that you definitely accomplished that. <laughs> Thanks. Was was um, deciding the, the different textures, because every page almost has a feel to it, like if I touched it, it would either feel bumpy or feel smooth, how did you decide the different textures for each page? Um, well, this is really a mixed technique that uh, I really love using, and it's very unique for me. Um, it comes for, from my personal concept of art that um, I think that the digital era makes us a bit far away from, you know, uh, the tactile sense of feeling things and touching things. Mm-hmm. And this is why I always put in my art um, things that you can really feel and touch and uh, identify with. And here in the Sidhu, uh, many times the textures reflect a, a metaphor for the text. Um, I can give you an example. Please. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm a bit excited. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, for example, in the Ishtabach illustration, okay, Ishtabach Simcha. So this was an illustration that I I um, thought about it a lot because you know it all it talks about the, the the ancient words. They talk about praising Hashem, praising God, and what? How can you illustrate th- th- things like that? It's re- really abstract. 
And I was thinking that when you sing to God, so this is something that makes you feel, you know, in a higher, higher level. And I started sketching, and what came out was the little, little girl flying a kite. And the kite is not a real kite. It's a kite made of music notes. Right. Um, so that texture, those music, mu- music notes, this was my definite solution mm. to, uh, to this illustration. There's it's a, one of my favorites. No, it's beautiful. And and one of the one of the two illustrations which is not my personality, but one the two things that really struck me were um a couple of pages before of the Arie of the lion. I loved the mane. I loved the mane of this lion. There's such um depth and and so much color and and almost fire. Like you feel the strength of this lion through the mane. Yes, yes, you're right. This lion, actually, it's not, um, it's, it's a specific lion that I thought about. I was reading about the Etel Chai, mm. you know, and I, I thought this was my inspiration for this illustration. I was thinking about the Etel Chai and um, all of the, um, I forgot the English word for that, so we'll just give this thing. Give it to me. But, Let me see if I know it. Otsma, mitus, tzionut. Zionism, strength. Yeah. So the strength um, that this lion uh, resembles. And nice. I just thought that this is really the exact thing that um, we want to identify with when we we want to wake up in the morning and, you know, get new strength to to uh, do good in the world. Right. And, uh, yeah, and it's main also. I definitely agree with you that the fire is uh, <laughs> is in it, yeah. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And the other one, which I, I'm, I'm not sure how many people are really going to pay attention to it, and that would be a shame, but is the Tarnagol. Um, <laughs> the, the rooster, okay. the ro- I love the rooster. I, I, I'm not exactly sure why it is, but I think because there's parts, because part of the rooster is green. And for some reason or another, it just completely works in terms of the, 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 the way you captured this animal. That I saw this, I'm like, man, that is so great. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I do hear um, people tell me about this rooster things. It's, you're not actually the only one, but um, I think it's, the reason is, uh, like you said, it's a it's a rooster like you know it, but it's different, right. and you look at it at it differently. And um, I'm really happy that I had the uh, freedom to you know draw it my way and not do it the way that you you know start to do things like you regularly right them. and this brings me also to the to my concept of this sido that we want children and adults that are that are praying in it to look at the same words that they know so well but look at them differently and feel them and let the visual connect them to these words see and that's something that Tani brought up a, a second ago and and very very um very slightly, I mean, we didn't really discuss it, but it was something she said was that Israeli children know how to read these words. I mean, with obviously with Americans or Chutznikim or anybody who didn't, who hasn't grown up um, speaking Hebrew, 
the struggling with the words is the first thing you struggle with, is being able to pronounce the words properly. But with Israeli children or people who come from Israeli homes or they're speaking Hebrew constantly, they already master the words. So how do you connect that child to these words, which we need our kids to connect to? And in this case, you're right. It's through these illustrations and through these questions on the side that really try to engage each child and make their tefillah their own. Exactly like you said. Um, I have also children, three uh, children, and um, yes, they, they know they know words, but I cannot say that they really think about the meaning. They just, you know, they sing it. They they know it by heart because this is what they say every day. But um, I I know that in different sidurs that I saw, and you know, I looked at many many sidurim uh, within this project. Um, they are very instructive, and I really wanted it, me and Tanya and Daniel, which we, we were really a great team. It was wonderful working with them. So we really wanted it not to be only instructive and not to be only a you know, description of what is written. Um, we really wanted it to, uh, to bring you to think and maybe bring you to think even differently, like making the... These words a metaphor, and another example for it is um, the Birkot Torah illustration, which was also one of the first ones that I did for the Sidon. I didn't work on it by, uh, you know, by the order. I just worked uh. on it by inspiration. Oh, okay. Listen, <laughs> yeah, but that's so. but, but many many authors do not go in order, so why should you be any different? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, the Birkot Torah illustration, um, we were giving thanks for learning Torah. So I was thinking, you know, Torah is, is exactly the et chayim, And even though this pasuk is not written there, um, this is the metaphor that we chose then. Like studying Torah is like, you know, um, getting from the tree of life. And mm. the illustrations there, the illustrations there has um, the otiot, the, yeah. the, the letters. letters. Um, you know, just going out of the tree and connecting to the children. And this is what I want my children to think when they study Torah, like connecting really to the things. And this is the tree of life and not actually just a book that they are, they are opening because a book is the regular, you know, ordinary life um, thing that they are doing. But thinking about it more metaphorically is really the the meaning this is what I felt. I think so that's, this is what I drew. <laughs> I think, no, and I think that's great. It's funny. One of the things that I just that I just noticed now, um, as I'm looking at this, as I'm looking at this picture, is that the eyes, the the side angle, the side view, so to speak, of these um, of these kids, of their eyes, match the ones of the bird on the front cover. Now, obviously, uh, and and somebody would say, well, of course, it's the same illustrator, so she's going to make the same eyes. But that's not the case, because I'm sure you're talented enough to draw two different eyes if you wanted to. But I think that there's something also very telling about that. And the same thing is true on other pages, whether it's um, whether it's before Kiddush for Friday night or any of these side views. It's, it's almost like... Um, and the one I really liked, the, the picture of, I, I assume, is Rabbi Akiva um, next to Avinu Malkenu, that right. I, it's, everyone has this looking up to Shamayim, looking up to the heavens kind of look in their eyes. And I, and I like the fact that there is that similarity between all these illustrations. Yeah, thank you. I, I really, 
I am excited that you noticed this because I'm crazy. You need to know. You need to know from the beginning. I'm crazy, Renat. I pay attention to every little detail, and I <laughs> and and I don't. I don't know that everyone is going to get all these details, but I love details. So things like this to me just make me happy. <laughs> yeah. So I I put in so many details. Yep. In the sidur because I'm exactly like that. Also, I I can just you know leaf through books and never finish looking about on in this in the all the little details right. so i showed the sidur cover just to a friend in in Vitaknesset this shabbat and he looked he didn't even open it but he just looked in the board and he tells me exactly he he says this is a human look mm. <laughs> and this is reminded me what you said because this is exactly what I wanted. This bird is, you know, it's the bird of our neshama. This is, this is a reflection of what we feel, what we, what we, um, are, are want to feel when we pray. And, uh, and she, yeah, this, this bird is flying through the sidhu in many pages. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, Rinakibo is the illustrator again of the, uh, Corin Children's Sitter that is being released that was, that was just introduced at IJED just a couple of minutes ago. And again, we are talking about Volume Aleph or Sidur Aleph as the case may be. Renat, I have one more question for you. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I have a thousand more questions for you, but we're running yeah. out of time. I want to ask you about the, um, the Sidur for, uh, for the Sfaradim. Um, and why the, why you decided or someone decided that the cover should have this aqua kind of greenish hue or feel to it, and then the Ashkenazi one has this golden feel to it? Oh, well, I don't really have a, a, a very good answer because we just wanted it to be different enough that you can uh, recognize very quickly which is for and which is Ashkenazi, <laughs> really, and uh, I loved both colors. Uh, I didn't want it to be uh, red because I thought it's not right, it's not, it's not uh, calm enough. Mm. And this is really the answer. I mean, just felt that the aqua and the golden feel both have this uh, very calm sense that you're holding. Also, something that is can be also um, grown-up feeling. When you see the cover of of the of the sidur, it is not a picture book cover. Definitely not. Certainly not. And yeah. this is thing that we really wanted child that is holding a sidur, he is holding a sidur like a grown-up, and it's a serious book. And um, this is something that I had a lot of thought in it. No, I, I agree with you. It's funny because, again, as a person who thinks way too much about certain things, there was something about these colors that reminded me of Shemayim Va'aretz. That there was some, oh, wow. I'm telling okay. you, I don't sleep very much, so I think about a lot of things that most people don't think about. But to me, these, um, these colors reflected Shemayim Va'aretz. And so there was something about the, the synergy of, or the working together of these colors that, yes, from a visual point of view, they really do look beautiful together. And they are both different and, and still very complementary colors to each other. But again, they, there was, to me, there was more than that, and that's that's the way I looked into this. You can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine, but that's the way I, that's the way <laughs> no, I saw that's, this. That's great. I love to hear it. And um, when you say it, I think right now that these colors are very um, uh, significant in the sidur. You can see that there's aqua and there's the golden feeling. Right. And this is when you look at the backgrounds. These are most of the backgrounds are um, between these colors. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Um, 
It's not a coincidence that this is the covers that we've chosen. Exactly, because there are no coincidences. That's exactly. No, there are not. <laughs> Renat Yoboa, you. Renat Yoboa, illustrator, incredibly, incredibly talented illustrator. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And Kola Kavod on this wonderful work. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And my third and final guest is certainly not to be underappreciated in terms of the threesome that we have here who put together this wonderful, wonderful Sidor. Dr. Daniel Rose was born and raised in London, so you will hear a phenomenal accent. We've had all three accents here. We've had the Israeli, we had the American, now we're going to have the Brit. Uh, he studied at Yeshivat HaMiftari, has a BA in Jewish Studies from Jews College and London University, an MA in Religious Education, Institution, Institute of Education, London University, and a PhD in Education from the Melton Center at Hebrew U in Jerusalem. He's taught in a number of formal and informal educational settings, including the Greenfield Hebrew Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. You must have sounded funny in Atlanta. B'nai Hachshara programs and the Jewish Agency. Currently, Dr. Rose serves as the Director of Educational Projects at Corn Publishers Jerusalem in this capacity. He is the series editor and project manager of the Corn Magerman Educational Seed Door Series and the ABBA, I would have to say, of this entire project. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Miriam. I'd just like to say that Let's make it clear. I don't have an accent. You guys have the accent. <laughs> well, okay. I, that's totally fine. And as long as I sound I'm like that I'm like from New York and not Long Island, it's totally, totally fine. Um, okay. I can accept that. So you were the one who presented this CDOR at the iJet conference? That's right. That's correct. And how did that go? Well, uh, I don't know what I should be more nervous of. There, there were 400 people and I could see their faces. Here we have many thousands more, but I can't see anyone. So, right. uh, it was an experience. It was very exciting. It's a pleasure to be surrounded by educators. Um, a challenge because all educators have, uh, have much to contribute and, and much to say. And this is a baby that, uh, I like that you described me as the other of this project. I, it's exactly how I feel. And it's, uh, it's a little bit traumatic to then give the, my baby over to the world, but right. it was received tremendously positively, and it was a wonderful experience. Well, it definitely seems, between the three of you, that this was a labor of love. I mean, you can see it both in the work itself and in the way the three of you speak about it. Absolutely, and, and the truth is the dynamic between the three was wonderful as well, and we, we all felt so much passion for the project, and we, we had this uh, creative uh, dynamic chemistry that, that really helped to develop the project. The, um, the product you see in front of you. Tell me, who came along first? Was it you? Was it Renat? Who? I mean, how did this, or Tani, how did this all develop? Well, so it's a bit of a long story. I, I, um, the publisher, Matthew Miller, brought me in just to consult, actually originally to look at a, a Shador from Britain to see whether it was marketable in America. And I was in a good position to analyze that. And uh, I managed to convince him that not only was it not marketable, but he should create his own Siddur, and that I knew just the man for the job. And that's how our uh, relationship began. Um, so I guess I was at the very beginning of the project, but very soon Tani was brought on, because this was very new for me. I'm an educator. Uh, that's all my experience and training. Um, and I wouldn't have a clue how to mm. create something as magnificent as this. So then Tani was brought in, and together we found Renat, and it, and it went from there. Well, it, it, it definitely is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal um, see Joran as I, something that I mentioned to both women, something that took that I was taken with very quickly, uh, and something I'm excited to be able to put in my kids' hands. As the Abba, we've heard from the Imahot. So as the Abba, how does it feel to be able to give something like this to your children? 
That was actually an amazing, amazing moment. It, 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 just interestingly, it was the day that my um, my six-year-old son, who's my third child, uh, he was. It was actually the day of his Hagigatsu door, the day oh. that he got his door from his school here in Israel, and uh, it was an emotional day for him anyway. You know, all the parents are chefing nachos and. You know, it's like a graduation of sorts. Right. And on the very same day, I got to give him my sidor, that became his sidor, and I felt like the nachos was, was a two-way experience. Oh. Uh, he was very proud of me and what we had created, and he received two sidor in that very same day. So it was really wonderful. That's fantastic. Talk about you couldn't have better timing than that. Right. It just so happened that the day the Siddurim arrived at the office was the day he was uh, receiving his Siddur from school. That's really incredible. If you could also speak to me for a second about the collaboration with Dr. Scott Goldberg and Yeshiva University and how that partnership worked. Absolutely. And that was very critical to this project. The project as a whole, because as I'm sure you've, uh, you've mentioned, this is only the first Siddur in a series of four. Right. Uh, the fourth one we already have, that's the Anit Shilat Siddur, with an uh, amazing, engaging commentary written by Rabbi Dr. Jay Goldman. And that's the high school Siddur, mm. um, and that we have. And then please go in, two, in a year from now, we'll have the two middle Siddur in. Um, so Dr. Goldberg, together with, um, with three other um, world-class educators, we came together and we sat in the offices in, in Corin and Yerushalayim, and we, we really uh, we built this vision of, of a series of Siddur in of what we could achieve when it comes to Tefillah education that no one had really ever tried before, it, hoping that if we could create this project and this product, that would encourage these amazing educators that are throughout the land to rethink Tefillah education. Because Tefillah education is one of the most challenging aspects of the Jewish day school education, and I really am speaking from personal traumatic experience, uh, both as a student and as a teacher. So here we really uh, sat, and, 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 and Scott led us with tremendous, um, tremendous leadership, uh, and, and we built this vision, um, which uh, then they left, and they left me behind to uh, create it. So that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm doing. Well, I would say I would say that that you are doing this in in phenomenal, phenomenal, um, just flair and grace and and everything like it. Because the the sitter is, as I joked before, a far cry from the Sidur Shiloh that I started with, and um, even the. Even the dedication page by David Magerman to his family, I thought was incredibly moving. So while, and the illustrated picture of his family, I thought was great. So when we all of a sudden, there's something about the way you pick up the sitter and it's already personal to you, that it's not something you have to work hard to develop a relationship with or to make it yours because you're immediately taken by it from the beginning. I think that's an important point, and I think we, we can put that together with my story of how meaningful it was to give to my son. This is the Siddur I think every parent wants to give to their child. Uh, you mentioned the Shiloh Siddur. At the IJED conference, that's how I began my presentation. Oh, really? 25 years ago, I was given the Shiloh Siddur, and that's how I learned to daven. And then uh, five years ago, I arrived in Atlanta with my family on a period of Shilohot there, and they gave my daughters, who were in first grade and third grade, a Shiloh Siddur. And I realized that nothing really had changed in Tefillah education <laughs> in 35 years. Right. And really, we're trying to change that. You know, Shiloh Siddur is a great Siddur, but it's an adult Siddur just with big print and line numbers. And, you know, as I said at, at IJED, um, we don't give our, our children, our first graders, an AP calculus textbook and say, you know what, you'll get that. We give them a, 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 a textbook that's appropriate for their age. And we should be doing that when it comes to Tefillah education as well. So that was the vision that David Magerman saw. And for him, it was about us creating a siddur he could give to his children. And that's why I think that, that dedication page is so beautiful and so personal. He was very involved in that. And I met him at the IJ conference, and it was a, an honor to, 
be able to thank him um, for his role and his vision in this project. You know, you, you, you as a parent and me as a parent, we always want to pass things down to our kids and, and hope that we instill certain values. But uh, imagine the enormity of being able to look at your kids and say, I dedicated this Cedar to you. I mean, that's one, that's an amazing legacy. Absolutely. And the truth is that people like David Magerman are not only concerned for their children, but they, he, he's in a position to act on this. But he, uh, he feels the weight of, of, of the Jewish people on his shoulders, and he wants to create this for all of them. It starts with his children, and that's why he created his school in Philadelphia for his children. But he, he's in a position and sees that to impact thousands and thousands of children beyond that. So uh, it's really an honor to work with him. Well, it's an honor to be able to own this sitter even before most people don't. Um, Daniel, what is your favorite part of this Cedar? Everyone always has a favorite, and I know as the Abba, you don't want to pick favorites. But what is your favorite part? Wow, that's a question that you've come me. I, you know, I'm prepared <laughs> for any question here about this Cedar, but no one's ever asked me that. Wow. So you know what? I, I, I love the fact, I mean, I'll talk in an abstract general sense, and then I will give you a specific example. But I love the fact that the illustrations are not just to look beautiful, and they don't just engage the child in a, in a kind of, oh, this is lovely to look at. But each illustration, I, I assume, Tanya, and we're not talking you through this, each illustration we, we built an, uh, um, educational themes that we're not then chose and went with, and, and she expressed those themes through the illustration so that then I could write the teacher's guide that would help the teacher look at the illustration and, and use it as an educational resource. Nothing in this door is put there for no reason. Everything has meaning behind it right. that can be used as an educational resource. So I, I, I'm so proud of that because there are other illustrators that are in on the market, but nothing that I, I believe has had this amount of educational thought behind it. Um, and I can give you many examples. I, I, I'll, I'll just say that Corin is unashamedly Zionist. Right. If you look at the theme of Zionism that runs through the Siddur and comes into so many of the illustrations, I'm very proud of that. Absolutely. Uh, as an example of, again, an educational value that is found almost on every page of the Siddur. Yes, no, and I, I had commented, um, I had commented earlier with Tani that the, um, that it's characteristic, it's classic Koran, and not in a bad way, but in a Kola Kavod way, that the Tfilah Shlomo Medina would be in a Cedar even for such a young child, because this is not a political statement, but this is exactly what you want your kids in, in your kids' hands as early as possible. Well, exactly, and, uh, and that was a no-brainer for us. But the other illustrations, and a lot of this came from Renat, um, before I would even have thought to put, put it there, uh, you know, Israel and Jerusalem and Zionism, you know, just jumps off the page. You know, examples like the number of Jerusalem-focused uh, illustrations. And each one has a meaning and a reason behind it. Uh, so those are all slightly more subtle than the Tefillah, the Shlomo Medinah, but just as important educationally. Right. And you know what? Now that I look at this Sidor with that light, I would even call the colors um, or the color of the Ashkenaz Sidor a Jerusalem gold kind of cover. Right, so we had an interesting, an interesting argument about which color should be for which Siddur, and we, uh, 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 Matthew Miller prefers the turquoise blue, but for us the, uh, the yellow was it. So we were fighting about which one should be for which. These colors come from Renat and her tremendous talent. I mean, the colors are on every page, right. and they just, uh, it's just such a pleasure to look at. Yeah, and one of the things I like the most, and, and something we have to close with, because we are unfort- very unfortunately 
just about out of time, is that I, I had commented to both Tarinat and Tatani, and I'm sure you could speak to this also, that every page has feels like it has texture, that every illustration has a feel to it, that there's almost this layering of the different mediums that allows you to want to touch the pages over and over again. It's not a page you want to let go of. And that also adds to this as a beautiful educational model, that it's a C-door that kids should not want to let go of. Absolutely, absolutely. And that comes, again, from Renat and her style and her creativity. But I want to tell you that so much of that is, exactly as you said, is education. I'm looking now at the page from the Chadobi, and I see that one of the textures she chose is of musical notes. And she does that in various pages. The Tzalot are the most commonly sung and famous for their tunes. So it's right there, and that's a discussion to be had with the children, an education discussion right there from just a mere texture that she put in the background. Yes, no, I I agree with you, and... And um, really, the, the, the pages take my breath away, and this is a very, very exciting C-Door to be able to give to my kids. Um, when my husband was at the iJet conference, I was excited for him to come back and tell me what he thought of the C-Door, and instead he came back with five of them. So <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, <laughs> I guess it went over well. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Daniel Rose, thank you so much for joining me, and call a vote on this wonderful, wonderful um, production. I'm looking forward to seeing the other C-Dorim in this series. Thank you so much, Raymond. Thanks for the support and all the love. Oh, my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam L. Wallach. Thank you so much for joining me and for making us part of your day. Let's go through the lineup so you know what to expect and what to look forward to and, of course, what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life in just a couple of minutes. It's the live lunch with Nachum Siegel in its 11-to-1 time slot. As I like to say, we start with brunch and we end with lunch, followed by the stunt show at 1 p.m. and then starting at 2 p.m., Throwback Thursday, Encoring a JM and AM from years past. Always fun. We're getting great reviews with that. Buy the book, Encore. And then Michael Fragan, spin class at 6 p.m. Charlie Bernhardt at 7 p.m. wrapping up the lineup. Tune in all day long. Join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JM and the AM live here on the stream at NachumSiegel.com, JM and AM.org on 91.1, 90.9, and 91.9 FM. Don't miss the weekly update with Malcolm. That's Malcolm Holmline, of course, at around 7.40. And, of course, table for two. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., if you missed last week's episode, you can get it on the archive. You can watch it and listen to it or and or listen to it. But make sure to tune in this week. Naomi, of course, has a great new show coming up this uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. An updated 2014 schedule is on our website, NachumSiegel.com. Click on the network schedule. My thanks to all of my guests and to everyone at Corin, And, of course, my heartfelt thanks to Corin for everything that they do for us here at the Nachum Siegel Network. It really is a partnership between the network and everyone who sponsors us, all our different sponsors, whether it's Abelson Hyman, whether it's Gourmet Glot, whether it's Corn, whether it's Nefesh Benefesh, whether it's Kedem, it really doesn't matter. And I know I'm leaving people out, and of course, Adorama, but it really is a partnership, and we thank everyone for their support. I leave you today with eighth day's all you got, because frankly, these guys certainly gave it all you got when putting together the C-Door. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. They won't ask you where you wise like Solomon They won't ask you where you strong like Samson They'll ask just one question and you give just one answer It's the end of the game and only one thing matters They'll say, did you give it all you got? Cool
is life, you only have what you got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. In this world we only have, we only have what we got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. If you say it's easy, I'll say it's not. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say it's not for you, I'll say it's your lot. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say you're tired, I'll say tick tock. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And you could put my album on a shelf to write just. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. Those tears, you look in the mirror, you face all your fears. Don't be a fool trying to be wise like Solomon. Only the weak try to be strong like Samson. Oh no, oh no. I did what I said, I got no one to blame. Only one thing matters at the end of the game, they'll say, Did you give it all you got? Cause in this life, you only have what you got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. In this world we only have, we only have what we got. So give it, give it, give it all you got. If you say it's easy, I'll say it's not. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say it's not for you, I'll say it's your lot. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And if you say you're tired, I'll say tick tock. You gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. And you could put my album on a shelf to write just. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. Tick tock, you gotta give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. No need to put my album on the shelf to rock just yet. Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. Give it, give it, give it, give it all you got. No need to put my album on the shelf to rock just yet. Give it,